What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Bird. Lyndon, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. You know, solid, solid Sunday. But, like, I got to be honest with the fans, because, like, I'm not going to even make them wait till the review portion. I actually sat down to watch Doom Patrol. Oh. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. I couldn't do it. It was boring me. And like, maybe I just need to restart season two again. Just give it another shot. But I just couldn't do it. I fell asleep. My girlfriend has video of it. I fell asleep twice watching it. So it was just like. Well, are we going to talk about our thoughts on top, right at the top here? Just to we, get it out of the way? Yeah, it might as well. I'm not surprised. It was it's I, slow. It's pay, it was, the pace. It's paced slow. I'm not going to say that it's bad. It's just like it get, it drags, especially that first episode. The second episode gets a little bit better because you finally get a little bit of purpose to what like the direction of the season is going. But like the first episode, the first episode felt drags. Like, it because, felt like, like because everything it's, it's they like, went through. It felt like everything well, before the finale of last season. What, what I was going to say was it reminded me of what Titans did to itself. Where it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to, like, do this and then, like, have something in the beginning that really feels like it should have been, like, in the first season. Yep. And, no, then, and then the second episode, we're like, okay, now we're in the new season. But I tried twice. the same thing that what they did. And yeah, maybe I just need to get through that first episode because, like, man, I woke up during the second episode and I was like, huh? <laughs> What's going on? What? So, yeah. But, like, we're I'm excited to talk about Palm Springs, the new Hulu movie. And I'm yeah, excited but, to. We got some good Avatar episodes for the next couple of weeks. Like, Av- like Avatar's heating up right now. Yeah, the, today was probably one of the easiest days to rewatch the Avatar episodes because there are just some really good ones that happened today. So I'm excited to talk about those. And Palm Springs might be one of the top movies of the summer. So it's be Easy. fun to talk about that. Easy, like the both things were so good. Like my girlfriend had watched Palm Springs before, but she sat down and rewatched it. That's how good it was. And rewatched it with me the whole way through. And the Avatar episodes, I was going to say, were so good that she did not go up to the room. She actually <laughs> stayed and watched. And she was like, oh, shit, that Azula girl. She's kind of a she's kind of crazy bitch. And I was like, yeah, man, that bitch is wild. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get to all of that, man. But, like, we got some good news stories this week, I'd say. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give some give some applause to my guy, Ryan Gosling, a little later in the show. Yeah, we definitely have some... Good news stories, a couple of cool trailers, and um, the movie on the rise is a little bit scary because now we're we'll just talk about we'll just talk about what we've been watching because like there's some new there's some kind of new stuff, not nothing new this week, but like if if we were missing out on some of the new HBO like spring releases, I've caught up on some of them and I and I got my opinions on them that I'll get tell people which ones to check out and which ones not, and we can talk about okay. what we've been watching in general. Not mentioned on my thing, but they got Die Hard coming on uh, Quibi. Die, oh wait, Die Hard? Yes. That's funny because I watched Die Hard this week. <laughs> oh. What's Die, is this some Kevin Hart shit? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm ready, so let's get started. All right, I got the Star Wars shirt on. We're going to start up top with the Star Wars news. Um, Lucasfilm animated series Star Wars The Bad Batch has been ordered by Disney+, and it will premiere in 2021. Dave Filoni, of course, will be back on to do some executive producing. 
The series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill which makes them extraordinary effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find a new purpose. So nice. what, do you, what do you think about the Bad Batch? Did, did You watched this season of Clone Wars, didn't you? You never made me. I haven't I haven't gotten a chance no. to do it yet. I haven't, I haven't finished Well, you, you should do yourself a favor and at least watch the first four episodes of the arc, which is the Bad Batch. Okay. And then watch the last four episodes of the arc, which is pretty much its own movie. So Rex isn't in the Bad Batch? Rex is not in the Bad Batch now. Okay. okay. But I assume that they might come come in contact, contact based on Rex. what happened at the end of Clone Wars. Mm, okay, well, I'm going to have to watch this. This is good news for Disney, keeping the animation going, keeping Dave Filoni busy at work, so that's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you think about the second little piece of this little Star Wars well, news. To finish up on the first piece, I think what's going to be really interesting for this Bad Batch series is going to talk a lot about what it was like past episode three and, like, what the world is like in that sort of way. Mm. Like it sounds, it sounds like we're trying to, you know, struggle to stay afloat and find a new purpose. Mercenary missions. Like, are you fighting with cartels? Like, is there still remnants of the Republic? What's the new build of the empire as it's starting to, for, to form? Yeah. How, how, how do clones become stormtroopers? What, how do our stormtroopers created after clones die? Like, is it still like, we'll, we'll answer questions like that. will get answered. You think we'll see Saul sure. Guerrero? Uh yeah, possible. I think we would see Sargeria. I think that's a probably a definite. Maybe maybe some Cassian Andor. Maybe stretch, stretch? seasons. Like because it's like the timing's off. True. Because I think that's still like at least ten. 10 years you know, away. Luke's well, yeah, baby, de- so. Definitely Saul Guerrero, for sure, because he's like definitely a young man. Definitely Saul Guerrero. Yeah, yes. okay, for sure, for sure. All right, dope. All right, but the second part of the news is that Hayden Christensen is rumored to reprise his role in the upcoming Obi-Wan show. Is this um, flashbacks, or do we think Darth's going to make an appearance? I think flashbacks. Darth Vader's definitely going to make an appearance. I don't really know if you necessarily need Hayden Christensen to do that. I think he would only be useful for... Um, Flashbacks and dreams. Flashbacks. And possibly if they wanted to do some kind of thing with his face yeah. and Darth Nick yeah, being charred up and like when the helmet comes off or something. Yeah, but, that's what I was thinking. But like, I, it's cool, man, because we always know that there is a potential to have a meeting between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in this series. It Like before New Hope, it works out. It just can't be on Tatooine. It has to be off of Tatooine. So we're going to see how that happens. Sure. So, I mean, I'm interested yeah, in this. I, I, I wanted I'm to ask you. in the series, like, you know, anything with Hayden Christensen, for them to put, try and get Hayden Christensen to be in the series in whatever capacity means that they're really trying to be serious about it and True. make it really connect. So that's a yeah, good thing. I, I'm at it that, but I you know, want to ask you. Hayden's the character. He's got to play it. Twitter was going off about Ryan Johnson because they, they they were showing like some of the behind the scenes on how he compared Ray to Luke and how his version of Ray not having a backstory he oh, thought that, that was the same equivalent as like Luke finding out about his father. How do you feel about this in this kind of bubbling of maybe Last Jedi is good? Oh, maybe- I've already been on that train. Oh, okay, okay. Like before I even saw this interview, but like I've 
Because, like, I haven't been able to revisit Rise of Skywalker, and I don't really... And I think it mainly it's because of the other thing that popped on Twitter this week, and then you just see that kiss over and over again, and you're just like, dude, that just, like, ruined it for me, pretty much. And, like, The Last Jedi, the Last Jedi has been one that I've revisited more often than I, you would think that I would have. Like, Is that because that there's no other new Star Wars content and you've seen The Force Awakens so much? that you want to watch a Star Wars movie and that one's well, that one's excluding watchable. excluding a lot of the Finn BS. Yeah, it's see, a that, really fun movie to watch. That that's what I'm getting to cuz my thing is like Ryan had some good ideas but he did not connect with JJ and that film is still flawed to me. Like I like the prequels more than the Disney era stuff. The prequels to me the prequels are fire compared to the Disney era shit. Like I'm the just prequel, like all prequels in original trilogy are all Lucas. And and then that that that's my thing. It's like yeah, Last Lucas Jedi. Was looking, looking back at it, Last Jedi had some some good stuff. Like I, I get the Ray backstory. I, I like this the Force connection with her and Kylo. But everything with Finn, the Luke just, stuff is the Luke stuff was fine. Like I was on board with the Luke stuff even in the this even off the jump. Like I, you know, I wish I wasn't mad at it. I know some classic fans were mad at it, but I wasn't mad at it. Like I mean, I think if he would have stuck around, it could have made the next movie a little more different. But I, even when I watched that movie, I didn't feel like. It, it needed to be there. And my thing with the rise, the, uh, the rise of Skywalker or whatever is like what I said, it really is just that thing at the end. Like the ending just didn't work for me. Like I thought a lot of that movie worked for me. And I was really f- fine with the choices that they made for a lot of it. And even I thought the off, off the beat mission, like with the, the bounty hunter lady, Oh yeah, 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 and like Bobo Frick and all that. Like I thought that worked, and I thought you know a lot of their side mission stuff worked, but it was just that ending, man. I couldn't couldn't handle it. The kiss and then the Skywalker scene. Oh, I don't mind the Skywalker scene. I think that's a good scene. The oh, it's the kiss. It's just the kiss and like that battle or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, I I don't buy Palpatine either, but that that's a whole nother topic. But all right. Yeah. I just wanted to see what you thought. Cause I was it's all about, on. it's all about the series, man. Disney plus facts. And that was just going Mando. around film Twitter. Did you also see film Twitter? Big it up old guard. I feel like that was some oh bias. My God. I feel like that was some oh, bias. Man. Like, let I me feel say like they're all I'll just Charlize. No, I don't think it was because of Charlize. I think it was just people because it was like a female black director and they just wanted to bigger up during these times. And I get that. But like, let's not act like Old Guard's the best fucking film of the year. Like that's what yeah, we, yeah, that's what they were doing. Because like, you and I would agree that like, if we were gonna tell someone to watch a movie on Netflix, that's not one that I would say, hey, don't watch it. Yeah, like, I would, I would, no, no, no. I, it's not I like mean, we thought it was good. Yeah, it's like, all right. It's, it's solid, but it's not better than the Gentleman. No, 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 no. Not even close. Like I'm trying to think of some it's, other movies this year. It's not. It's not like a movie. Spring. It's not like a movie that if it came out against a lot of the movies that we're wanting to watch come out like tenant stuff like that no um, one's gonna go watch the old guard fuck like, no. come on let's be real no one thousand it's, it's nice for a netflix movie it's better than extraction but be, like let's wait. not let's <laughs> not be like i'd say it's better than bright oh yeah well i don't like bright yeah you're you're part of the the bright uh hater group so but i get and that. i don't yeah, and I, I don't even it's one of those things where i didn't even like dislike for will smith i just think they messed it up no, I, I agree with that. But yeah, I just I just want to get that out in the air because I was just like, old guard. Everybody's acting like old guards, this this film gravitas, like this 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 coup de gras film, this this uh, uh the film's apex mountain. Save, of save the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. G- gave us 
gave us one great movie to watch this year. No, no, no. <laughs> no, bro. Like, give me, give me fucking. I'd, I'd rather Umbrella Academy season two before before Old Guard. Or like, like knowing what I know now, if someone was like, "Hey, you want to rewatch Old Guard for the like over again in life and never like, you know, just watch it again for the first time or watch Umbrella Academy? Give me Umbrella Academy, bro. Like, <laughs> or give me a movie that we're gonna discuss a little bit later in the show but speaking of uh, superheroes noah centino has j- joined dwayne johnson's action franchise for dc black adam centino will play adam smasher a character who control his molecular structure with the ability to, ma- to manipulate his size strength and durability he is not not i repeat the adam he is adam smasher if you remember from justice league unlimited he had like this red and blue costume and he grew really big and he was like Adam Smasher but he's not smart smart like the uh the Adam so he's like the uh justice society Adam quote unquote he's like the pre-Adam gotcha well yeah good for Noah Centino good for Noah Centino I I feel like his He-Man thing is gonna fall through so this is actually good for him I definitely feel like that He-Man thing's not picking up no steam no, but uh, this is good. I'm glad that we're getting um, some more casting for this movie, kind of understanding who's going to be in it, what we might see in it. Just when will it film? <laughs> like, oh, well, I mean, like, it'll eventually film. Yeah, 2021. And, see, and, things, and things are starting to go ahead and get filmed because, like, the Batman starts again now, in September. At this point now, with the with the virus, you know, as long as you're working in like small groups or whatever, I don't think you need like, you know, 80 people to film certain scenes. That's true. You don't, and like, you don't and need like the you, bagel guy anymore. You know what I'm saying? You don't need. And like, these places know. where they're where they're filming aren't in the United States of America, so they're pretty okay. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, things are going to get moving because at the end of the day, if we keep getting the way that we're going, we're going to need some new content because we're running out. That is a fact. <laughs> we're going to start watching things in the can. They're going to have to release New Mutants. Like they released like a trailer recently and I was like, "Oh, yeah, you guys are just going to put that on Disney Plus, man." Like It might as well, bro. Like I'm I'm really about to start the hashtag Twitter for VOD. <laughs> and like I mean, tenant for VOD. And I'm going to tag Christopher Nolan in it, man. Cuz like, bro, I'm like, can we, can I we mean, add, add in there is that I, I would pay $30 to watch it right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, do not make it 12 bucks. Make it like 30 40 shit how much do we pay for fights i pay for ufc fight night that's like 60 70 60 70 bucks i'd pay 60 bucks for type for tenant i'm being the most like let me see how much the most i'd pay the most i'd pay is probably like 100 bucks i'm not i'm not paying over 100 bucks but i'd pay 100 bucks to see tenant that's that's steep all right let's say 60 bucks max i'm paying 60 bucks and you know you but i mean 60 bucks too yeah, I mean, they would have to do something like that because it sounds like they need to make the money. And mm-hmm. I understand. I get it. But I mean, like, at the they, end of the day... They blew up a day, real plane. So, like, I get it. Like, I get it. But uh, there's got to be a way that you can find that you can get the money from VOD because there's just no way that we're going to be able to do this right now. Do VOD in, like, a weekend of, like, all the major stadiums where people can drive up and, and attend, like, partner with the stadiums and do, like, uh, an attendance thing? Like, come on, man. Like, the stadiums need money. Y'all need money. You gotta get creative. Like, let's do something. But we got some trailers. What do we got this week? Got two right. pretty good let's, trailers. Let's start with Ted Lasso. You watch that one? Yeah. Wasn't that, so, like, from a, so- a commercial? What? Like Ted Lasso, didn't he? Didn't his character start from like a a football commercial? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it looked good. 
but so Ted Lasso is an American football coach who gets uh, hired by a team in uh, Great Britain to coach England soccer or, you know, England football soccer. And um, I think that's going to be pretty funny. It's an Apple TV series. And um, I thought it was pretty interesting. Sudeikis is next project. Yeah, it looks pretty good, man. It looks like it looks like it'll be funny. Apple TV's trying to put out good content, so I'm not mad at them. And this looks pretty yeah. decent. So like I'm gonna check I think it out. I'd watch it. I guess yeah, I got, a watch. I got Apple TV, I'd use it for that. So sure. I mean, you know, all I got is Mythic Quest and uh Central Park. So Ted Lasso, that'll be a good little the dramatic stuff is supposed to be pretty good. I just you know, I can't get myself to watch it right now. There's just so much other stuff that I'm just like, I don't know if I want to watch this yet. Exactly. Like Apple TV is the last streaming service I go to. That's like when I'm upstairs and I'm on because I it's not on PlayStation. So it's like if I'm upstairs on my computer, then like I may check it out. So you know. So next is a trailer that I got pretty hyped for because I didn't see before I saw the trailer. I saw like the first look pictures, and I see George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kneeling on the ground in what looks like the French Quarter with a Steve Gleason jersey on. I'm like, what? What is this movie in New Orleans right now? Project yep. Power, the next Netflix uh, action movie. movie. Yeah, it's it's Jamie Fox, jo- JGL. Basically, this world where superpowers are dr- are drug capsule forms. And, like, I guess either Jamie Foxx is, like, this mercenary ex-cop, creator of the drug, something. And JGL is, like, this other cop. just, like, beat cop in New Orleans. Yeah, and they're trying to get these kingpins who are selling it. It's interesting. It looks like it could either be good or it could fall under the old guard extraction fucking bright pathway. But I have hope that... JGL and Jamie Foxx can pull this through, but you know, old guard had Charlize Theron and, and Chuatar Ejiofor and fucking. But right. at the end of the day, what gets people to watch these Netflix movies? These stars, the stars, you know. Fact. Get and the, we're gonna get, watch it. Yeah, I mean, get Jamie Foxx and JGL in a movie, and everyone's gonna be like, "Ooh, I'll watch that." Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely give it a shot. So hopefully, it's good. But you know, it, it it's interesting. I these movies keep giving us these these kid slash new character plot line like i don't know if whereas old guard needed uh what's her her name's nell or kel or whatever they needed nile they needed nile i don't know if this new this movie needed needs this girl like it could have just been the jamie fox jgl show like i don't need this this side plot of kid but you know haven't seen the movie see how it goes but yeah we'll see how that goes but uh next up netflix has just set its most financially ambitious feature film yet. So it's it's going to cost more than The Irishman. It's starring my guy, Ryan Gosling, and Chris Evans. They're going to star in this new movie called The Gray Man with AGBO's Joe and Anthony Russo directing. This is their first blockbuster since the Avengers Endgame that they're actually directing. They produced Extraction. But the action thriller is a deadly duel between killers as Gentry is hunted across the globe by Lloyd Hansen, who is Evans. Gosling is Gentry, a former cohort of Gentry at the CIA. The Gray Man turned into a best-selling book series. Expectation is Gosling will continue in multiple installments. The project was developed years back at New Regency as a Brad Pitt, James Gray vehicle. Yo, James Gray? James but it was Gray. but it was stalled. So okay, good for Gosling, man. This is gonna be like his born identity. I'm down for that. Well, it's supposed to be Netflix's James Bond, is what I 
saw in another report. That's the way they want it to be. Oh, okay, okay. So James Gray is the person who did Ad Astra, The Lost City of Z. It's it's Brad Pitt's guy. Yeah. Or one of Brad Pitt's guys. Okay, so yeah, cool, cool. I'm down with this. Good for Gosling. Good for Chris Evans being the villain. I like seeing Chris Evans do like do good stuff in his career, do new and fresh stuff in his career. And the Russos compared this film to Winter Soldier. They said it's going to be very espionage, very Bond, very born. So good for Ryan Gosling, man. This could be a big hit. This could be Netflix is putting a lot of money in it, so they have confidence in this. I don't think this is going to be Extraction or Triple Frontier. I actually think this is going to work out. Gosling is finally out of space. You know, get him on, you know, dry land. How fucking time. (laughs) I watched The Nice Guys the other day, and I was just like, gosh, this dude's so good. Get him out of fucking space. If he's not going to be a bounty hunter or a space cowboy, get him the fuck. He has no business being an astronaut that just floats, floats. (laughs) Like, he does not have business doing that. Yeah, I mean, this is more up to what he needs to be moving into in his Gun career. Gun give it, act give like us some action gossip. Yeah, for a while. man. If not, go be do be like Leo and go be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Go be in a Martin Scorsese movie. If you're gonna do drama, go be with those dudes. Like, like, and that's no disrespect to Damien Chazelle. No disrespect. Or go get with Denis Villeneuve. Go get with go get with those guys. Go get with Nolan and then and, and do what they want you to do. Like, either do that and go get your Oscars or go be in some fucking action movies and then go do that shit, bro. Like, gosh, Ryan Gosling's so upsetting to me because there's no reason why him and Tarantino shouldn't be talking. There's no reason why him and Marty, Martin Scorsese, aren't talking. Like, I need a Martin Scorsese, Ryan Gosling cop movie in the vein of The Departed. Like, I watched The Departed recently. Like, that's what Ryan Gosling needs to fucking do. Get some gritty shit. Go call Jake Gyllenhaal and go work on another creepy thriller cop movie with David Fincher. Like, let's get some fire shit going like that. But this satisfies me. I'm glad he's not in space being a fucking astronaut. Jesus. This is so satisfying. But shout out to the Russos, man. Hopefully this works. Yeah, I think this is a good new project for them to do. We Again, we're talking about uh, Netflix coming in and you know breaking the bank down a lot of money breaking out the bank yeah it's like two hundred mil like and the Irishman costs one hundred seventy five this is like two hundred so this is like an Avengers level this is like Avengers one pretty so, much I mean they they like we said earlier on they're trying to make a franchise out of this making this like Netflix's first like big blockbuster franchise I guess in the t- in the movie ranks. Good for them, so, and, I'm, and I'm, I, I like that Chris Evans is going to be this one-off, assuming that his guy dies. Assuming that he dies. I yeah. think that, I don't know much about the series, but it could be one of those, like, uh, he comes back. Yeah, he could, but, like, I don't know if Chris Evans is doing that stuff anymore in his career, you know what I mean? Like, from what I've seen, seen him doing, it's like, I'm doing different roles. It's all over the place, yeah, he's doing yeah. lots of different things. So, I'm, I'm hyped for this. I don't even know who, I don't know who I'm more hyped for, Chris Evans or Ryan Gosling, but... Oh, probably Gosling, like, bro. No, I'm dying. Yeah, no, 1,000%. So Gosling better bulk up and get to his Blade Runner shape to make it make sense that you're going to beat Chris Evans' ass because that's Cap. <laughs> he keep coming with them muscles. Like, yeah, I mean, he's got to show – he's got he's to make us think that he can actually beat him up. Exactly. Like, he can't be just like, you know, old Twiggy Ryan Gosling out here. That's what I'm saying. I need, I need Drive. I need Blade Runner. Like, bro – the guy who made Drive is like don't, like, don't get me fucking started on Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling, but there's no reason why he should be Neil. The dude who made Drive 
should be Neil fucking Armstrong like two times in a fucking movie. Like, no, go go make another fucking drive. <laughs> Shit was beautiful. But I'm hyped for this. This is this is hype. All right. Well, from our Ryan Gosling hype, we move into probably one of the weirder stories that I saw is that KJ Appa and Sophia Carson will are gonna star in a pandemic thriller called Songbird. Uh, joining previously announced cast members Demi Moore, Craig Robert Robinson, Bradley Whitford, Jenna Ortega, Paul Walter Hauser, and Peter Stormar. Songbird, I'm guessing this is a is a comedy. Uh, it said pandemic thriller. Um, I'll read you the description here in a minute. But the produ- the producers announced on July 8th that they had launched principal photography in L.A. It's the first film to shoot in the city since the pandemic lockdown. Um, so they got Kent, Craig so Robinson, it, Demi Moore, and Paul Walter Hauser, and this isn't a comedy? So Songbird takes place two years in the future as the lockdown to pre- prevent the spread of coronavirus is re-implemented. Oh, they're, they're really going on the serious, nose. Yes, after a serious virus continues to mutate. The movie centers around an essential worker played by Appa who has a rare immunity and is therefore able to work as a delivery man. Carson portrays his girlfriend who's sheltering at home. Uh, to be with the one he loves, he must overcome martial law, murderous vigilantes, and a powerful family headed by Moore's character. Oh, this better be really good, or this is going to be some dog dookie, bro. This is too on the nose. Like, this is so on the nose. They're going to be making political statements left and right in this. That's like, why I think, like, they got Hauser in there to be an anti-masker. <laughs> Yo, Hauser gotta get, better be careful, bro, because he's going to be typecasted. It's just like... The, the the racist guy who tends to lean right like that like how's it gonna, how's it gonna hey, be careful, lean, lean with your looks bro <laughs> and what is craig robinson doing in this movie bro what is what is daryl doing <laughs> i don't know he might be a murderous vigilante bro <laughs> kj apple better make good choices <laughs> like that's all i gotta say you better make I good mean, choices you were in riverdale bro <laughs> hey you know Everyone wants him to be Hercules, so that's still up in the air. I do. I still do. But all right, next up, we got The Devil All the Time, a new film starring Tom Holland's coming to, you guessed it, Netflix on September 16th. Oh, this is coming soon. Holland will star along Bill Skarsgård, Riley Keough, Jason Clark, Sebastian Stan, nice, Robert Pattinson, nice, and others. The Devil All the Time is a psychological thriller that follows a group of compelling and bizarre characters from the end of World War II into the 1960s. According to the synopsis, Holland will play Arvin Russell, an unhappy young man from Ohio. Skarsgård and Bennett will portray Arvin's parents, Willard and Charlotte Russell. This is kind of Netflix's bag. Like we always say, when they tend to lean to history, when they get out of the action world, they tend to make good movies. And I don't see Robert Pattinson making a bad movie at this point. Like, I don't don't see him signing up for something that he thinks is going to be bad. So just for the fact that Batman's in it, I'm trusting it. But Sebastian Stan, he doesn't seem like he's taking a lot of... Snarsgard. Yeah, this is a great cast. So hopefully this is good. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a pretty interesting movie and it's coming pretty soon. So um, I I can't believe this has kind of slid under the radar for a while, but there should be a trailer coming out soon. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about that later. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped. This is this is good news. Hopefully, to see we, we we as much as we shit on Netflix's original movies, I like the the non action ones, like the King. Yeah, yeah, the King was lit, and I know that's an action movie, but that's like a war movie. That shit was awesome. The King was good. Um, you know, The Irishman, of course, you could talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like The Irishman, and you liked it too. You just thought it was too long. Yeah, it was just way too long. But yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see this. I've always. Netflix, you got to bring that star power, and they're definitely doing that. So good for them. We'll see how it goes. 
Uh, modern day reboot of Fletch is going to be in the works with John Hamm set to star as the quick witted investigative reporter, um, originally played by Chevy Chase in 1985's Fletch and its sequel, Fletch Lives. This project, which unveiled Wednesday by Miramax, is based on the second book in Gregory McDonald's series called Confess Fletch. In a mysterious chain of events, Fletch finds himself in the middle of a of multiple murders, one of which pins him as the prime suspect. While on a quest to prove his innocence, Fletch is tasked with finding his fiancée's stolen art collection acquired after her father goes missing and is presumed dead. So this uh, is you, like a mystery. It's comedy mystery. It's almost like Pink Panther. See, that's what I was about to say. Okay, so are they going to like be with John Hamm in it, being that this is not Chevy Chase? you think they're going to go a little darker with Fletch? No, no, it's going to be comedy. John, John Hamm thinks he's funny. <laughs> it's Yo. true. Go, watch a lot of the recent stuff that he's done. He thinks he's funny. He's, 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 in, these, he's in these projects that like are comedic base. And, like, Do you, you know, not Hamm think John Hamm comedian. is funny? No. <laughs> I just want to get that out because the way you were saying it, throwing major shade on John Hamm. Talk about a guy who missed his, his opportunity to be a leading man. Like, he didn't take all that Mad Max fame and become like a superhero. He should have. He should have been either Batman or Superman. Like, he was clowning. Yeah, you're talking about Mad Man? Yeah, like he had a hit show and he couldn't turn that fame into something great. Like, he, like, he did. What did he do after Mad Men that was big? Nothing. Besides baby driver. He tried to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> he so, must I mean, really think he's a comedic actor. Because, I mean, this is Chevy Chase. This is peak Chevy Chase being a goofball. Yeah. So this dude's about, about to come out here and be a bumbling idiot on a plane. So I, That's what I'm saying. Whatever. Good for John Hamm. If he's happy. And I wasn't even that big of a fan of Fletch to begin with. That's what I was about to say. I'm not. I've never seen Fletch. So. I mean, it's a lot of people live and die by it. It's one of those cult classics. Yeah, I did see some some film people talking about Fletch recently. But yeah. all right, just a little bit, a little bit of sad news. Uh, someone tweeted at Greg Wiseman, the creator of Young Justice, asking how much, how many episodes of the new season they have in the can. He responded with none, sad face. So that means we might not get Young Justice till the end of 2021. What's he doing, bro? At home, just chilling. <laughs> I, you know, I think that it has more to do with like the future of what's going on with DC Universe in general. Like maybe HBO Max has no interest in bringing it on. There's no way HBO Max wouldn't bring that on, bro. Like Cartoon Network knows what it had. Like, I hope. Well, it I mean, comes I see. Back. You know, if you look in that thread, a lot of people are like, "There was a season three. And I'm oh, like, real? Yeah, because I mean, I just don't know if a lot of people watch it or ever. And you gotta admit that season three was a little bit lackluster in comparison to the other two. Put it on it HBO bad. Max. Let the, let the numbers go up and then put the money into it again. Give it that Cartoon Network budget with with adult you, tendencies. You would think that uh, Jesse McCartney going on The Masked Singer would have brought some brought some attention to it, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was one of his clues. <laughs> That's funny. But let's get to a movie on the rise. What you got? You said you got a Peacock show you're suggesting to people? Yeah, I mean, I got the free version of Peacock just so I could see what it was all about. I don't. Oh really yeah, know your boy I'm... Alden Ehrenreich's in it. Yeah, I'm not really knowing if I want to buy Peacock yet. I I think I would wait until I could actually watch it on my TV, since you know none of these people want to pair with Roku. <laughs> uh, but uh, I watched the first episode of Brand New World today. Like you said, Alden Ehrenreich's in it, but I just don't really get the show, and it's really paced weird, and I. It's it's kind of it's a weird sort of concept. It's like future, but like everyone just like gets into orgies all the time, and you can't actually like 
you have a monogamous relationship with someone, you're like get arrested or whatever. It's just really weird. weird. And like I think, mm-hmm. and then Alden Ehrenreich lives in this area called like Savage Lands, which is kind of like an amusement park for people who want to act like we did Savages. in our times. Uh-huh. It's it's not even like savages. It's just like acting like it is Normal. now, like okay. experiencing things like Black Friday or like. Uh, you know, rodeos, you know. Mm, okay, real. That's interesting. I Peacock, okay. Well, if you keep watching it, let me know how it is. I may check it out because Peacock is free. I got something that's not free on the docket behind the HBO Max paywall or just behind the HBO, HBO Go paywall. I got Perry Mason, the new detective show with uh, Matthew Reese, I believe is the actor. Well, reboot of a show. Is oh, Perry a- Mason like an old? Is it? Oh yeah, it yeah. is. A, it is a, okay. Yeah, it's a reboot of an old show, but it's an it, it's rebooted with Matthew Reese, John Lithgow, uh, Tatiana Mas, um, Maslani. It's a it look. It starts off, and I know people are gonna be like, "You're you're suggesting Perry Mason, but couldn't watch Doom Patrol." Look, Perry uh, Mason starts off a little slow. Not gonna lie to you, but the world is the every shot is so beautiful. The murder that takes place is so intriguing enough. That you're like, huh? And, the, and if you, I compared this to uh, Chinatown, the uh, Jack Nicholson movie okay. that I enjoy. It's very, very similar to Chinatown, but. The same kind of time period, huh? Yeah, same similar time period. He does a similar job as Jack. Like Jack's this PI that's just catching cheaters and famous people doing stuff. Perry Mason does the same thing. He's in LA doing that whole sh- spiel. You even go to old time Hollywood. So it, it has very similar Chinatown vibes, but the difference is that it's, I don't want to say, because I don't want to disrespect Chinatown because it's a classic for the film noirs, but Chinatown's even more deliberately paced and not a lot of action happens, whereas Perry Mason, you have a, a good bit of action happening and they have the whole race element in it. it, it it's a good show. I, I definitely recommend it, Perry is Mason. Is it noir? It, it, it's not black and white, but it's very noir. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely color well, in it. it used to be black and white. It's very dark-toned. Very dark-toned right. show. True Detective, a little bit darker in the 1920s, 30s. Somewhere right, maybe right. in the fifties. I don't know. Yeah, one, one of those. Stuff. No, it's post. It's post World War One. So, yeah, the 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 forties. I've I've been like trying to you know get some HBO sprinkled into my weekly TV watching. Like I got my girlfriend to watch Euphoria, so we're watching Euphoria yeah, right that's now. My girlfriend's shit. She loves that fucking show. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah, it's and nuts. um and when I'm by myself, I watch uh, Boardwalk Empire. You need to get on the wire, bro. My thing with the wire is like, I feel like that's something that I could get her to buy in on. So mm. I'm like holding out until like we got something new and then I'm be trying to slip it in there and be like, you know, we could watch this show. Either that or, or the Sopranos. And then when you do that, we'll have I feel a- this. I feel the same about that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to see like which one I could like get in there. You need to get and, that in there know, so I we know, can so discuss that on the show. Where yeah, that, Empire was out. So my girlfriend doesn't like old timey shit either. But like, I'm, I'm trying to sneak PE blinders in. Like, I'm trying to get that into the See, into yeah. the equation. Same with me. Like, I wish we could talk more Peaky Blinders on the show. I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast are probably fans, but we just haven't been able That's to what get. I'm saying. It. Like, look, I'll like, dive I've, into seen, I've seen episodes and I like it. I like just, it. Too. Like, I haven't been able to like you know really dive in. Nah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into Peaky soon enough. Once I finish my Sopranos watch, which I'm I'm almost done. Then when I finish that, I'm diving headfirst into Peaky Blinders because that show, everything I hear about with Tom Hardy and everything is so good. But all right, let's get to reviewing and everything. Oh, no, real quick, what you been watching besides, uh, besides, uh, 
what you've been saying, what you said. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. Besides Boardwalk um, Empire. So I've been watching some New Girl. Yeah, you've been watching New Girl. Um, you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's 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 good. Look, to me, it is good. The group dynamic, I said this and Schubert kind of thought of it as blasphemous, but when I say this, this is not disrespecting the show that I'm comparing it to because I love this fucking show. It's my favorite comedy of this last decade. But to me, New Girl has elements that make it seem like a very watered down for network television cable. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Without the Frank. Without Sweet the Adam. Frank. It, and it's like, I know Jess and Nick get together and, and, and uh, Schmidt and everything that goes on with him and CeCe and Winston. But I, and look, I don't really like Jess. Jess is all right. I don't like Nick. Nick is kind of lame. Uh, but Schmidt is what's keeping me around. Like, Nick's kind of the lamest character, but Schmidt is what's keeping me around the show. And I'm like, damn, Jake Johnson, you were in Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, you were in Spider-Verse. I see why you aren't getting any any movie roles because... Let's be cops. People just think of you as Nick. Like, I get it. Like, the only person getting movie roles is is Winston. He was in Bloodshot. (laughs) He was in Bloodshot for real? He is. He's supposed to be in another movie now called Woke. That's what I'm saying. Let's go, Winston. I see you out there, bro. He was in the most recent Netflix movie, Desperados. And I see why Schmidt's not getting movies. Him and Nick are typecast, bro. That's 1,000% why they're not getting roles. Like people see, People see those dudes as just those dudes. But I like Schmidt, and he's probably my favorite in New Girl. I'm on, like, season three. But it's I used to give my friends a lot of shit for it because their girlfriends loved it, and that was their show. And I, I, I was looking for a comedy. My girlfriend was like, let's watch New Girl. I watched it. She went to sleep. I kept watching it, and I like it. Like, so, got to shout out my GF for that. It's, it's, it's a pretty good show. It's not, a, it's not a bad comedy. Yeah, yeah. New, New Girl was something that at the time I watched, but now it's not something I want to go back to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with it. So, you know, I'm just looking for a new comedy, man. I'm looking for, like, a comedy series that can pass the time. I think I'm going to start Veep soon. I think Veep is getting watched very, very soon. Because I, I tried, right. I tried um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but my girlfriend won't watch that with me. That's something I'm gonna have to watch by itself because of like the, it's like, uncomfortable. How old it is, and like I, people said, like the stuff with uh, Leon or um, I'm trying to what's his what's his real name? Leon, JB Smooth. Everybody yeah. says the stuff with JB Smooth is great, but like how many seasons I got to skip to get to the JB Smooth shit? I'm not trying to skip through all this shit. I'm just trying to watch it from season one all the way through. So if I can't do that, I'm going to just watch Veep because Barry's great. I fucking love Barry. But like, I got to I got to I got to give Veep a go through because I need a new comedy. But Veep, we, Veep is a lot. But I mean, like, it, it's also it's got its ups and downs. And I think, it's just I think all I'd politics, like it. man. It's just all. Yeah, I feel like they're so spoofing, spoofing politics. So I, I can I can get down with that. But yeah, it's we, pretty. Yeah. What are we talking first? Palm Spring or Avatar? Both both are great. Uh, let's do Palm Springs first. I think Palm Springs may have become the the feel good movie of the summer. Yeah, man, might be the best comedy of the summer. It's it's up there with uh. Let me pull up the other the Netflix comedy that I wanted. This is what I wanted to suggest. I'm gonna watch that. Watch this this week just to let people know. It's uh with Jason Manzukis in the long. It's I think it's the Long Ride is the name of it. Oh it's yeah, the Long Ride. Yeah, I wanted to suggest that I forgot, but let yeah, let's get the a long ride or is oh yeah, is, is the long ride? It's not the long ride. What the what the hell is this? I thought it was the long ride. I guess it's not the long ride. Uh, it is, 
It's not even long ride. What, the, <laughs> what is this movie called, bro? Holy shit. Let, uh, me go, let me go to the latest. I got you. Don't worry. I got this right now. Here we go. Um, I do not have it. <laughs> um, it is called, called oh, The Long Dumb Road. Sorry about all of that, that uh, bantering and filling in trying to get that title. But The Long Dumb Road, that's another comedy I hear is great. But Palm Springs, man, really took me by surprise. Andy Samberg, Lonely Island Project. You you haven't been a big Andy Samberg fan. I've been kind of hit or miss with Andy. I like him in uh Brooklyn Nine Nine. I like Pop Star. That's the one thing I think we can agree with is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, you don't you don't like Hot Rod. You're not a big fan of Pop Star. But this movie, I haven't seen Pop Star. Oh, honest. you haven't seen it. Okay, I, but, I feel uh, like I might like it. This movie, I think Andy does something that he he's a depressed guy. He's the guy who's given up on life, and basically he's caught in this time loop. And I think the thing that makes it different than Groundhog's Day is he doesn't know how long he's been in there. It could have been for thousands and thousands of years. He doesn't know, and it's constantly going on. I like, and it's basically he's going to this wedding. Is uh, he is the one of the bridesmaids' boyfriends, and that's what he's referred to. He goes through his day. Uh, he bangs his girlfriend. He can't get it off, and that's something where it's like, okay, so they have issues. He goes to the parties. He's drinking. He's acting nonchalant you're like the, the beginning like 15 20 minutes of the movie you're like this dude's kind of shitty like what's going like what's going on with this movie he's saying things like he's been here for forever and then like uh he goes through all of it he goes through the does that speech or whatever he does a speech crazy yeah he does a good speech the grandmother comes up tells him it's a great speech and then thus the maid of honor the bride's sister is like I want to bet. I want to talk to you. Let's get a drink. So they drink it <laughs> and would not. Well, that's, I mean, that's what it was. She wanted to bang him. And she even said that, but uh, they go, they see that his girlfriend's cheating on him. So they go, they go out, hook up. And all of a sudden JK Simmons just shoots an arrow in the freaking uh, Andy Samberg. And they run into this cave. And then the, the, the Andy Samberg's like, no, don't come in here. The, let me get her name. But she runs into the Christine, cave. With him. Kristen Milati. Yeah. Kristen Milati, who is, who to me won the movie. She is like, if it's not her, it's JK Simmons. Those two are the best in the fucking movie, but she goes in and then boom, they get stuck in a time warp, Christine, Kristen Milotti and Andy Samberg. And then they keep experiencing this day over and over and over. And I want to ask you when you just ask conversation about this, when you find out you're in a time loop, what's the first thing you do? Are you, are you going to kill yourself like them? I don't think I was doing that shit. If I was going to die, it was going to be from accidental purposes. I told my girlfriend, I was like, look, and we ain't got nothing to live for. I'm trying every drug out there. Like, might as well. Like, fuck it. Like, might as well. Well, yeah. See, I mean, I see what's I've up never with understood today. in like the time loop movies the the thought process of oh, I'm in a time loop. Let me go and kill myself. Yeah. I'm like, like what? <laughs> if I die, I'm dying from circumstance. I'm not just oh yeah. Let me get hit by a truck. Oh yeah. Let me let me slice then, off my let me bleed out. Like no, bro. I'm not doing none of that shit. Let me drown. Like, let me at least live in this time loop for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I, like, that's my thing. Like, if I'm going to wake up and nothing, I feel no effect. <laughs> Might as well see what's up with crack. Like, <laughs> that's a joke, but, like, they need to put that in the movie. That would be fucking hilarious, bro. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, literally, I'm thinking, like, you're just drinking. And this is what brought that thought about it. It's like. Every day you're drinking this shitty beer. At least go get you some 1942 tequila or some champagne. It doesn't matter because you're going to wake up with the same amount of money that you started the day with. Why are you just drinking this shitty beer? Or go well, steal some free, shit. open bar. If it's open, nah, bro. That dude was wildin'. Like, he's drinking the same shitty beer every day. But 
they, they get stuck in a time loop. They end up falling in love with each other, but they both realize they have a lot of baggage. Andy Samberg uh, doesn't find a reason to live, and he and he feels like it's just he's just existing. And this girl, which you she tells her sister something to try to get out of the time loop. You don't know what it is. But oh you yeah. Find out. You, you find out like some of the background with her, which is yep. like wild. She, she banged her sister's fiance, who is Tyler Hoechlin, AKA Superman from the CW series. She banged him. And then every morning she keeps waking up in his bed. So she keeps reliving this. And that's why she really wants to escape. She doesn't talk to Andy Samberg for like a long time. Andy Samberg's freaking out. Cause they have a beef because she tries to have someone general in rush. She ends up killing JK Simmons. And then like she leaves and disappears. And to me, this is a, are we sure? Like when Andy Samberg keeps waking up and she, he doesn't find her. Why doesn't he check everybody's room before and ask them a, like there was way, there was a better way for him to find out that, Oh, she slept with Tyler Hoekland than the way that he did by smelling her pillow, like in the room randomly by, by happenstance. But I actually thought that was pretty funny that it ended up working working out that way. It was just, but it was just like, I, are we sure? But like, the are we sure is like, how could he not have at least like caught her before she left every day? Like when she was like, because like they she had to wake but up in the same place every day. I think if they wake up at the same time, but no, because it's shown that no, the time thing is not the case. At least with at least with her, because I don't know about Sandberg, but at least with her. Hoekland woke her up one time and then she woke up before Hoekland when Hoekland was in a shower. So that means they control the time of their, their wake up. At least she does. Sandberg woke up every day from that girl saying, wake up. But I mean, if yeah. she can control it, he could control it too. So yeah, I agree with you. There's no way he wouldn't have ran into her. I checked everywhere at some point. But so she ends up leaving, figure, trying to figure out how to escape. She, she takes all these uh physics classes and she learns about time loops and she 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 becomes a master in astrophysicist which by the way when she got out of time loop she should just went and got her a job since like she's like one of the best astrophysicists in the world and she's talking to, but another are we sure how does she get in contact with that that teacher if she only has one day how does she get in contact with that dude if none of the work she's been making goes forward oh, no. do you think that dude's that famous you think that he was getting asked by, by all these podcasts to come on and do uh, do some potting? I was yeah. I kind of thought he was like Neil deGrasse Tyson of their universe. <laughs> At least oh, that's no. it just seems like some like college some random professor. guys, just some teacher. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. if, if if it's just some teacher, I'll buy that. But shoot, what they were talking about was some deep shit. So like he got to be like, like good, because like think about teacher. it. You like on one of your days, you're like, okay, well, I need to reach out to this guy. So you wake up and do your thing and you like email that dude straight up in the morning and be like, Hey, can we get together? Like at four o'clock. Mm, okay. Yeah. That makes, all right. I'll buy that. I'll, I'll cut off that. Are we sure if we just make him a teacher? So yeah, she learns physics and everything. Meanwhile, Andy Sandberg's miserable in life feeling like, damn, I miss, I miss, uh, uh my, Christina my one true love. Because yeah, he just lady. enjoyed having, like, a homie. Yeah, and, like, he, and he, he grew to love her. And then, yeah. so, like, he goes visit J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is like, bro, don't come over here. I, I, me and you don't have no more issues. We found out J.K. Simmons was torturing his ass. And he's like, bro, I'm done with that. I'm just living with my family. It just sucks. I'll never get to see my daughters grow up. You need to go chase what you love. He goes chase her. They have this big speech. They go inside the cave, and then, boom, she blows it up. They get out of the time loop and they survive. And then after the credits, you see J.K. Simmons gets a text from from uh, her like, yo, this is how you get out. And he goes to the wedding. He meets he meets uh, at Andy Samberg. Andy, Andy Samberg doesn't know who he is, which means he got out of the loop. So then now J.K. Simmons can know how to get out of the loop and go meet his grandkids. But I, I always thought that 
I thought this. I was like, yo, she can't be mad at Andy Samberg for trying to not want to get out the loop because if they blow up, there's no way you know you're going to wake up into the next day. It could be 20 years earlier, 20 years before, or you could just be dead. Like, is a time loop that bad to chance it? Like, I get it worked out in the movie, but like, are we sure? <laughs> they just wake up well, the I mean, next I feel, day. I feel like, yeah, I mean, like, you would just end up living forever, which would kind of be shitty eventually. So I feel like if you have the ability to try it, you try it. But I'm saying, like, you got to at least live there for a few months. Yeah. Like, which like they a, did. They did. Yeah, they did live there for a while. Andy we, Sandberg was probably there for a year. Andy Sandberg was so, there longer like, than a year. Because that's what I'm thinking when they were getting out. I was like, so are we sure that they're just going to, like, start back, like, the next day from that? Like, what What about all these other people who have probably been living their, 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 their damn lives? Well, you've been well they just jumped back into the time stream where they were. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, like, time just stopped. For y'all to do to this endless infinity time loop, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because I feel like time would keep it's, moving. You know, time these time travel moving. movies got weird dynamics. You know, time keeps moving, but they pop back in. So the flow of time is like they were there. I don't know. Weird. Not not wrapping my mind around that. But uh, Palm Springs, great little rom com. Uh, it took the Groundhog Day premise and, and really made it work and made it fresh. I really the like wedding rom com became Groundhog yeah. Day. I liked it. And I, and I got to say, Christina Milati, is that her name? Yeah, Milati. Christina Milati, she won the movie for me, hands down. She was amazing. And I thought J.K. Simmons did a great job as well. Tyler Holcomb, yeah, w- when, her, when him and Andy Samberg got in a fight, I was like, bro, you're Superman. You need to whoop Andy Samberg's ass. Facts. <laughs> I, was like, Facts. I was like, I'm not buying this. Samberg stabs him in the face <laughs> with a fork. <laughs> He's like, ah, my face. That shit was funny. But nah, Palm Springs, I give it a solid out of five, out of ten. I give it a solid eight point five. Solid. Good movie. Yeah, I was gonna say eight point five as well. So that that works for me. You know, it's glad that I'm glad that Christine uh, uh Kristen Milotti got to do something that wasn't, you know, how I met your mother. I think that's how most people remember her. And she did really good in How I Met Your Mother, but of course they just, you know, poo-pooed on her character. Yeah. And um and then you know she did she did well in Fargo, uh, but this is like the first thing I remember really remember seeing her in since Fargo, and I thought she did great. So no, for she her. Did, she hopefully. did a damn good job. So good for her. Hopefully she can do some more things. Yep. All right, let's get to Avatar. We got Avatar Day, The Blind Bandit, Zuko alone in the chase, and honestly, Avatar Day, it's it's whatever. Basically, that's just Ang goes to this place. They have beef with Kyo, uh, Avatar Kiyoshi, and uh, basically he goes to Kiyoshi Island. They they prove some shit, and then she, they go back, and then Aang had, uh, embodies Kiyoshi, and Kiyoshi just tells him, like, yeah, I killed that, that was, dude, but that dude was a tyrant, blah, blah, blah. Do you don't really it learn? Kinda, it was a little filler, but it was, you know, filler with a little bit of purpose. What, what purpose do you think that episode had? You just learn some small facts. Like, you you figure out, like, that Suki and them are out at the war because they oh, yeah. visit the, the island. So Little like, nuggets. Okay, well, they're, they're out there. And then there's some good stuff with Iroh and Zuko. Zuko's going out and, like, stealing stuff for, for them. Oh, yeah, this is the like, episode where Zuko go by, goes off by himself. This is where he leaves yes. Iroh after this episode. At the end, he, yeah. At the yeah. end of this episode, he goes off on his own. So, like, yeah, there's some little good parts of this, but mostly it's just, like, some jokey filler. 
Facts. All right, let's get to the blind bandit. Aang discovers a possible earthbending mentor at an underground tournament. Who can this be? But Toph Beifong. And gotta shout out Boulder, a.k.a. The Rock uh, spoof. Really like The Rock spoof with Boulder. Didn't realize that when I was younger. Definitely realized it now. Love the whole WWE thing with the tournament of the earthbenders. But basically... Uh, these the Ang and them go to this tournament. It's the tournament episode of this anime. Pretty much. And they go, <laughs> they find out that Toph is this major champion. And like, we see this guy Boulder going through and uh, Soka's like, why doesn't this be your teacher? And Aang's like, nah, nah. So he makes it all the way to the finals. The blind bandit comes out, which is Toph, whoops his ass. And then they're like, oh, Toph, you need to come be my teacher. So then they find out that Toph is a Beifong. They go to her house and basically... Ang and she's her being baby back and forth. Yeah, she's being babied. Her dad doesn't like the fact that she's blind per se, and he he and he's treats her very differently, and he doesn't think that she's capable of doing anything. And she's like, "Nah, man, I can do stuff. I'm fucking tough." And but she doesn't want to acquiesce to his will. She just rather does it in secret. So then her and Ang get captured because the the people who ran the tournament think they swindled them. Uh, the dad's like, we got to go save her. We got to come on. Come on, shitty teacher. And so him and shitty teacher go. And then we find out that no, we'll let Toph go, but Ang got to stay. And then Salka and Katara's like, eh, it's Toph, come help us. And she's like, no, father, I'm going to go help them. And then she kicks off. Badass action scene. Got to say, Toph, man, look. Toph is Toph might be stronger than Katara, in my opinion. I'm keeping it a bean. I'm keeping it all the way. If I had to choose uh, someone, if I got to choose someone to fight by, on my side against anybody in the Avatar land, and I can't have Avatar, if I can't have Aang, because I'm not choosing Azula, because Azula will probably kill me. Zuko, I, Zuko's whatever. But Toph? Nah, Toph would whoop their ass, bro. So Toph just has a badass fight scene, and then her dad's like, no, we're going to shelter you more. You, I don't care that you know earthbending. So then she just leaves, and she dips out with Aang. So she, Aang's like, I got my teacher. But then her dad's like, nah, we're going to send you leader of the tournament and you shitty teacher after them. But they don't appear for a minute. So yeah, sh- shout out, shout out to Ethan Spaulding who directed this one. He did a good job. I liked all the stuff with like the choreography Toph's was like, great. Toph's like you know daredevil shit. Stuff. Yeah, yeah when she's doing her sonar when she's dodging rocks left and right, sending them out. She was kicking ass. The next one we got is Zuko alone. This is we didn't see Zuko last episode. This so this is the Zuko episode traveling without Uncle Iroh. Zuko wanders alone into an Earth Kingdom town where he bonds with a local boy. This reminds me of of Ronin samurai movie type shit. Zuko a Western like Zuko walks into the town. He has issue with the bandits. He doesn't snitch on the boy because the boy throws some shit at the bandits. The boy's family invites him to his house. Zuko hasn't eaten in days. The boy's family feeds him. The father, I loved all the father stuff, but like, don't ask a man his business. Like, that's straight up samurai movie, straight up Western. I love the influence there. And then, like, they find out that the gang comes back and they're like, oh, your son died, blah, blah, blah. And then the father's like, no, I'm going to go save him on the on the field. And then Zuko's like, I got to dip, bro. I'm not staying here and being your dad because the kid's like, are you going to stay with my dad? Leaves? Are you going like, to stay? No, no, bro, I'm dipping peace but you can have my knife that my uncle gave me from the earth king which the, look at yeah, you well, definitely you learned, kept that knife <laughs> you, you get a lot of flashbacks in this episode with uh yeah i can't believe i'm skipping all that my bad that's this yeah, is the zuko mom episode where you find out about his mom you find out about his mom you find out about like him and azula's what, relationship him and azula's relationship the relationship between uh, Fire Lord Ozai and Iroh. And Iroh, yeah, how, how Ozai kind of spited him because and kind of snaked him just because Iroh... 
But Iroh didn't want it. Like, if we're going to be honest, Iroh, after his son died... Well, he did want it, but after his son died, like, you could... That's another part of the episode, is that you find out why, where his son died, how his son died, and how it affected him. Yeah, and he that, that and that's why Iroh's all about peace, because he's not about war, because of what happened in Ba Sing Se, and that's why he didn't conquer it. And then Ozai's like, well, my brother's weak, blah, 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 give it to me, Azulan. He doesn't have any sons or any heirs or anything. So then you find out Ozai becomes a Fire Lord, and this is all through the Zuko backstory, and we see how Azula's just a crazy bitch. Excuse my language, but that's what my girlfriend said, so I'm going to say it. She's a crazy bitch as a child. And then, like, and we see how uh, Zuko's mom gets... You don't know that she got banished. We just know that she's left, but this is her banishment episode that she gives up her life so Zuko can live. And, yeah, and this is just about Zuko getting up, and then basically he fights off the gang homies, gang dudes whipping his ass for a little bit, and then Zuko's like, fuck this, I'm using firebending. And then the town's like, no, you're a firebender, leave. But Zuko went too far by saying, I'm Prince Zuko, son yeah. of Ozai, and, da- and son of, of whatever his mom's name is. Bro, all you had to say was when he asked, who are you? All he had to say was, I'm just a wandering Ronin. Or just say something cool like, I'm a wandering. I'm the blue I'm a, spirit. Yeah, something. He'd have to say, I'm Zuko. Nigga, you stupid. <laughs> yeah, that, but, that was the cheesiest part of that episode, for 1, sure. 1,000%. But it was such, such a good episode. And then the next one we have, the final episode, is The Chase. As the kids are pursued relentlessly by a mysterious machine, their exhaustion puts them at each other's throats. This is where we see Katara being a little bit of a mom, bitchy mom, bitchy witchy, bitchy witchy <laughs> Katara, where she's just complaining, even though Toph is right. Like, I get you want Toph to help, but Toph not asking y'all for nothing. She can take care of herself. Like, why? Why does she have to help you, Katara? Why? But, you know. Well, Katara- she learns those lessons from uh, Ira later. Yeah, she does. But let, let's just be, keep it a bean. This is bitchy witchy Katara more so than mean Toph. But... So they're, they're bitching while this mysterious machine's chasing them, and this mysterious machine keeps chasing them. Appa's shedding fur that's leading to them, and basically the, the group, is, the, the, the thing that follow them is Azula, May, and Ty Lee, and, and Ava, Team Avatar super exhausted. Uh, Toph dips out. She's like, fuck this, I'm fucking with y'all. And then so she goes, meets with Iroh. Aang's like, you know what? Since we got to wash Appa, Toph was right. He's the reason why uh, they're following us. He takes off their fur and she's like, look, I'm going to go lead Azula somewhere. But Azula realizes that now nah, they split up. She sends May and Ty Lee after uh, the gang. And she goes after Aang. Uh, Soka and Katara are lucky that May and Ty Lee didn't clean their, their clocks. They basically got the ass whooped. Without Appa swinging that tail, they'd have been done for. So May and Ty Lee, one point. Uh, Soka and Katara, zero. I definitely hey, but talk for the But Ty Lee was like, you know, getting the old fanny flutters for old Yeah, Sokka. for so- Bro, Sokka be pulling all the hoes. All the hoes. But, okay, so then Azula follows Aang. Aang ends up fighting Azula for a little bit. Zuko comes in. Then Zuko and Aang versus uh, Azula. Then all of a sudden, Katara and Soka come in. Then Toph and Iroh. Then it's all of them versus Azula. Azula's like, who am I going to shoot the blind girl? And she's like, nah, that girl's ready. Who am I going to shoot Katara? Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to shoot Iroh, pussy. And shoots his ass. Iroh gets burned. Zuko's like, no! And I'm just like, yo, Zuko, I get you're upset, brother. I get it, but you should let Katara heal this, heal him. Like, you're kind of being kind of crazy. Are we sure? Like, I get y'all are upset, but, like, I, I don't have been just, down for the you count. You were just standing next to these homies, like, two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, about to fight. Like, 
We, you're about to fight your sister and, and commit super treason against your country. But, you know, no, don't super help treason. us. <laughs> like, that's super. Like, let's let's call it what it is, man. Iroh and Zuko was like, fuck it. <laughs> and Iroh even says in the next episode, nah, nah, bro, your sister crazy. She got to go down. <laughs> it's just like, they're saying, fuck it. This is treason. You're working with the Avatar. Like, you can't never go back to the Fire Lord. Like, all Azula had to do was say that right then and there. It's over with. So you can't let these people heal you? Like, come on, Zuko, you clowning. But then, yeah, yeah so, he's so, being a clown. So Iroh goes down, but don't worry, Iroh survives, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. They Toph goes back, and then they they dip out. So Toph is part yeah. of the crew, but those dudes are still following them, and that's pretty much it. With a- after boys. Avatar Day is really the start of like just like some really fire. solid episodes. Like these were these next three were a fire, and then the the four that we got coming up are all pretty strong. Yeah, because the, the um, four is Aang's first lesson. We got the library. Then Appa gets stolen. And then we got Toph gets stolen. And then we got some some shit. So, like, it's like this this season is kind of the, the breakup season where it's like, oh, the gang is like, this is their most fractured. Like, we see the gang get fractured more and well, more this season. And we also get a lot of... Uh, isolation episodes, a lot of solo storyline things. You know, we learn a lot about Zuko and Iroh. But this is where they need to grow. This season is the, we're going to grow through hard knocks. Like season, like the season one villain, Zhao wasn't competent enough. Azula's the most competent villain they'll face until Ozai. So it's like, y'all got to, y'all aren't strong enough. And we see that in the next episode where Zuko has to get trained, but it's like, y'all aren't strong enough for Azula. Y'all got to get y'all shit together because, She's more competent than y'all. She's smarter than y'all. She knows what she's doing. And y'all can't let... Y'all got to get rid of these childish ways. And I said it a lot in season one. They got to let go of their childish ways so they can grow and, and take on the situation that they are. And they learn this through losing Appa, through seeing Toph get captured, through losing eventually at the end of book two. I didn't spoil a warning for a show that's already yeah. happened, but ends up losing at book two. And then that goes into book three and how they redeem themselves. But... This is this season is the failure season. This is a season where they will fail. So, and we see that slowly happening as this goes on. But I want to point the differences between Ang's teachers. Him and Katara, Ang was able to do waterbending, and now he's doing Earth. And we see this. We'll talk more about this next episode. But the difficulty that Ang's faced, and I think that goes back to this being the losing season, the opposite of air being Earth, and then just this is this is the season where things aren't going to go easy for Ang. Aang has to let go a lot of his childish ways and become serious. Yeah, and I think that ultimately kind of leads to the chase um, in the last part of this episode where Aang has to start start making some like tough decisions when it comes to the group and, you know, the dynamics of the group now that they've added this new person. Um, you know, uh, this is the beginning of them starting to not respect Appa as much. Yep. Oh, yeah, and, we see. Yeah. And so, you know, Aang gets a little testy over that th- throughout the season. And, and um, then when he loses him, it's a big, big shot to him. So, you know, those are all a lot of foreshadowing of the in these four episodes. A lot of foreshadowing. Sure. A lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. A lot of setup. Yeah. Big facts. And, and it all pays but off. But also a lot of payoff, too. Yeah. I also love Mark Hamill as Fire Lord Ozai. Can hear yeah. it cleanly. Just like amazing casting, really love it. I More so love now it. than when it happened at the time. I definitely oh, yeah. didn't hear it at the time. Di- didn't hear it at the time. Um, instantly when he talked, I was like, oh, that's that's Mark Hamill. Let's go. And I love how they don't show Ozai's face until book three. 
And it's just like p- painting him as this super, super villain. They even showed uh, Azulon's face. It's like, nah, this is an old, decrepit man. He don't got shit on Ozai. So it's just building this this bad of Ozai and just building the mystery of how fucked up Zuko's family is. And, it, and it's just building way for him to make the eventual turn that he makes. For sure. But, but yeah, man, solid they, episodes. Th- this was one of the easier days to rewatch these yeah. Avatar episodes. I'd say this is the best four chunk cluster we've had since starting the show. Mm, I don't know. I think there was a good four chunk that we had in, in the book first one? group. But like, I don't know. I think, what, I think what's I think what's really going to hit later on is when we have, I'm thinking, uh, what was it? It's going to be The Drill. City of Walls and Secrets, Tales of Ba Sing Se, and Appa's Lost Days. That's going to be the best four. City or actually, may, maybe even Lake uh, Lagoai, Lego, the Earth, the Earth King, King Gu, and Guru. Guru, and Crossroads Destiny. Like those might be like some of the, the end of the season. That's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no bad episodes from the end of the season. Mm-mm. From now on, there's no bad episode. Yeah, like the the, the, the next worst filler one is the Serpent's, Serpent's Pass. The next filler is comes doesn't come till book three, in my opinion. Um, it, I would say the Serpent's Pass is probably your next thriller. Filler, filler, that's yeah. coming up. Yeah. Let's see which one's the Serpent Pass, bro. Where's the Serpent Pass in book two? Because all we got left is the bitter work. It's right the library, the desert. the desert. Oh, but see, that's that's Aang searching. For, uh, yeah, I guess that's filler, but that's not that's not. I, I get what you're saying. I would say the beach is, but now nah, the beach gives background on Azula, and yeah, so we're, we're out of filler land at this point, for the most part. For sure. So yeah. solid, man. Really solid episode. Really enjoyed talking Avatar and Palm Springs. Good week watching, y'all. Make sure y'all go check out Palm Springs. Continue on the Avatar rewatch. Check out Perry Mason. God gave y'all a lot of good. God gave y'all a lot of good gems this episode. I was yeah, really shocked know. by Palm Springs, man. Got to be honest. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people were. I remember we talked about it early on, and we're like, "Yeah, hey, we'll see." Andy Samberg rom com on Hulu. What's this going to be about? But it, but it ended up being really solid, and I think everyone should check it out. It might end up being something that gets, you know, praised as one of the better movies of the year when it comes down to it for twenty twenty. Oh, and and we apologize by no picture this week. I know we said it last week. We just had some scheduling oh, yeah. things come up. One of our contestants had a family thing to deal with and things come up so we're going to try to reschedule it to maybe get it for y'all for next week if not we'll have it definitely by the week after that so sometime in july yeah it's gonna happen very very soon but superman i gotta figure out what we're gonna review next week man what movie are we gonna review that's a good question um i've I don't know. We'd probably have to talk about that as the week progresses. Yeah. There really isn't anything new. Maybe we want to watch that new Netflix show. I don't think so. Which one? Cursed. Oh yeah. Might might check out the nun one. Oh yeah. Maybe we could do Warrior in that. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, me too. So or or wait. Nah, we Umbrella Academy's next week. We still got a week yeah, it's away. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so we'll figure it out. But solid episode this week, my brother. Yeah, so definitely go and check all those things out. I'm interested in people's opinions on Peacock, so let us know what you think about that. You know, the streaming services are pretty much all out there now. There's not one that is coming up to anticipate that. So um, is Peacock worth it? I think that would be a good poll question. For this um, week, yeah. Y'all let us know what you're Yeah, thinking. because, like, I, I got the free or whatever, and you only get certain amounts of things in seasons. So, like... 
if I wanted to watch that whole brand new world, I'd have to buy the streaming service to Ooh. watch the whole season. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah. Peacock's trying to finesse for the money. But y'all can find that poll at Bros Who Think on Twitter. You can follow me at LinBWT. Be sure to check out Anime Talk this week. That'll be out on Tuesday. Be sure to check out uh, the Bros Who Think podcast coming on Thursday. But other than that, that's all we got this week. A new episode of Run It Back will be out. I'm not going to say at the end of the week. It'll probably be out next Monday, Tuesday. But I'm excited for the next Run It Back. This is another anime one leading up to when we start doing live action. But the next anime one is a Studio Ghibli film. You guys can watch along on HBO Max. It's called Howl's Moving Castle. So get your watches. We're going to say it on every show. Start watching it. So when we do our rewatch next week, uh, when we do our Run It Back, y'all can definitely check that out. All right. Well, I might have to watch that. So maybe we can share a little thoughts on that next week but also since we're talking anime for a second i have um, i've gotten to the fourth arc on the netflix one piece Ooh, you know, so are you an alabaster okay yeah. so you're learning how do you feel about it do you enjoy the world you're in all i know is that like every day now my day-to-day is just like me walking into rooms and like done dun dun dun, oh, dun, yeah, dun, me- dun dun some of the best <laughs> anime music Ever. Like, oh, it's so good. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Do you now understand why I'm scared for the Netflix series? Oh, yeah. Like, how are they going to make all that work? <laughs> and, like, you got to have, like, quality acting for, like, these characters. You can't just give me, like, some lame Usopp. That's what I'm saying. You got Mr. Fantastic. You got a reindeer. <laughs> a reindeer, man. You got the dude who, the, who puts a, a cannon out of his mouth and then opens up his mouth to eat a whole building like bro no no <laughs> no fucking way like uh-uh but yo glad you're enjoying yeah, one piece is great yeah work? i'm just I, i'm ready for you to catch up now man you're you're, you're, you're in there like it's coming like well, yeah you- i mean i'm gonna be at a netflix episodes here pretty soon Ooh, so then you're gonna jump to hulu and then when you finish hulu i'm gonna have to give you my vrv account so you can Catch up, like, but you got a lot of Hulu to watch. You got to get through the time skip. Yeah, whenever I see, like, things on Twitter where it's, like, future One Piece stuff, I see, like, you know, his ex-scar or whatever. I haven't even gotten to anything with that. Oh, yeah, no, no. You haven't You haven't even gotten to the... You haven't seen Luffy's first power-up. I just, I mean, I just met his brother. Like, that's where I'm yeah. at. Ooh, but that's big. Keep, keep, pay attention to all of that. Like, ooh, <laughs> Ace. Ace. <laughs> try not to read, try not to Google anything about Ace. Just let everything happen. Even, I don't know if you know, but just let everything unfold. Don't Google hey, I don't know anything. Okay, cool. Stay that way. Stay that fucking way. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, I'm excited for this. This is awesome. I can't, like, you haven't even seen, like, the other, the other pirates, the other major figures of the world. Yeah, I don't even know who Whitebeard is. Have Have you met him, or they have they just talked about him? They just talked about him. Have you Have you seen Shanks again for the second time? No, you couldn't have. There's no way if you If you don't know who Whitebeard no. is, then there's no way. Oh man, it's just about to get. <laughs> I'm hyped. This is exciting. I'm I'm. Oh man, this is great. Yeah, like I I just I get so hyped when I watch that show. It's just like. You know, even though there's some really anticlimactic things, I would argue, like, you oh, know, there's shit. just like, there's a lot of like, I watched like a, or read like an article today, or not today, but earlier this week about anticlimactic, like anime battles, where it's like, oh, this, this looks like it's going to be hype. And then like, it's just like done in five seconds. Like that happens a lot on this show. Look, to me, One Piece. For like non-Luffy fights. 
One Piece doesn't get like, and I think everything from the beginning to Alabaster, well, I'll say the beginning to Skypea is, is the next arc you have. It's good. It's not great. I think one, it's good. Don't get it twisted. It's good. I think One Piece gets great at Innie's Lobby. And then from everything from Innie's Lobby and Water 7, where you meet the next Straw Hat member of the crew, that's when shit gets real. Because then you start seeing everything about the outside world. Luffy has to get a power up. Shit gets great. And all the best fights start to me at Innie's Lobby on. So, all right, cool. Yeah, no, you got some good shit coming your way. Yeah, that's Hulu. All right. Well, I, I'll I'll be getting through it, so we'll, we could talk about that too. But it's been good getting just some good conversations here on this week's episode. You know, they're pretty solid stories as well, so it's always good to have that. Yeah, so, some real good stories this week. Yeah, like that Ryan Gosling stuff. Like that's you know that's real. I, that Tom yeah. Holland movie too. Like Netflix. Yeah, is, that, Tom Holland movie, that Tom Holland movie will be good. But anyway, I hope everyone out there is staying safe, has a good week. You know, Linda mentioned everything going on with the podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14. Uh, make sure that you keep up with everything that we have going on. And wear your mask. And, and wear your mask. So everyone have a great week. And as always, keep binging. Stepping like I'm stepping out, dressed to impress. Catch a lady, wanna run, I'm out. Dipping, I dabble, never tattled it. I'm dipping out like DJ Unk walked it out. What you talking about? Came in with my dog, we can't bark it out. Big blunt, spark it out. Rapper tried me chalking out. Big front page, fully who they talking about. Alien invasion, they saying who brought the Martians out. These niggas mad while I'm ahead and where it hurt. Your bitch wanna fuck, cause she say I'm a jerk. Jerk, 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 yeah, jerk, yeah, jerk, yeah, jerk, yeah, jerk, yeah. Love these new boys with the skinny jeans. Only hit a baby once, not a bitch a fiend. Yeah, L spin fire like a finicking. Yeah, in a pack moving like it's on a bean. Lame niggas always asking where the hoes at. Got a bitty with a mouth open like a